Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer. I am the dream business coach, and I have the great pleasure of doing another fantastic interview. This topic that we're going to talk about today, believe me, is sorely needed by a lot of entrepreneurs, especially those who are new, and actually those who are struggling. I bet they're struggling because they forgot this piece, and I'm talking about the business plan. Now, hold on. Don't go running away. Business plan, boring. No. There's a reason some businesses excel and some businesses grow and they're on a they're on the correct journey it's because you have some sort of a plan right so anyway my guest today is david brown he is known as the business plan answer man that's pretty cool let me introduce him and then we'll bring him right on so uh he is a leader in business planning his message is designed to help entrepreneurs understand the need of a business plan and remove the fear and pain of writing the plan I actually, pause real quick. I remember when I wrote my business plan almost 19 years ago and I took it to a couple people. I was scared to death. They're going to say, Jim, that's ridiculous because I kind of used a template and this, that, and the other thing. But the whole exercise really caused me to, to understand why it was needed. So, all right, back, back, in, back in style here. He is an in-demand speaker and consultant. He's helped many clients write their business plan to meet the requirements of lenders and operate their business more uh, efficiently. He has 25 years experience owning and operating a business, and he saves entrepreneurs time and money. His first book, From the Bottom Up, The Ultimate Guide of Business Planning to Profitability, is a step-by-step guide for writing a business plan in a no-nonsense format. His second book, Journeys to Success, 21 Empowering Stories Inspired by the Success Principles of Napoleon Hill, was released in March of 2016, became an international bestseller upon its release. David Brown is my guest. How you doing today, David? Doing fantastic, Jim. Thanks for having me on your program. My pleasure. How in the world did you choose business plans? Are you a former accountant or CEO? I mean, I mean, no offense, but business plans, it's kind of one of those ho-hum things, right? So it's very important, but it's, it's kind of one of those non-sexy things like becoming a Facebook marketer or something. Well, it is. It's, it's one of those necessary evils that we have to have. What got me started in this whole process is when I worked uh, for an insurance company, I had my own agency. Uh, About five years before I retired, they came out and says, we want every agent to submit a full-blown business plan. Well, over the years, I had put all the different pieces in different spots, and I just had to bring them all together and fluff it up a little bit. But I started working with a couple newer agents. This is, oh, my God, what am I going to do? They were just scared to death to have to write this business plan. So we sat down one day and they started asking me questions. Well, what do we do this? What do we do this? That's right. Let me just ask you some questions. We went through step by step. Went on for almost two hours. And they said, well, but how do we write our plan? I said, you write down what you have just told me. And that's your business plan. And they looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, they both of them, it came out in unison is you ought to be teaching this stuff. 
Oh, there you go. So the light bulb went off above my head and, you know, rather than try and just teach it, that's, I sat down with a piece of paper and a pencil and put together a book. And now I teach it based on that. But that's how I got started in all this was what started out just helping others, which is what I've done all my life, turned into a, a nice second career. So, David, did you say you re you were officially retired? So this is like your second career? It is, yes. I uh, After 25 years, I came to the conclusion uh, that I had enough of the stress of working. Um, even though I was an independent contractor, ran my own agency, I still had to answer to corporate. Right. And because of uh, situations, I started dealing with some health issues. And I said, right, I've had enough. It's time to walk away. So I... Uh, had a meeting with management level people one day and, and I finally says enough is enough. I said, all right, how much do I get if I walk now? And they looked at me, I said, you know, give me an offer. And so we negotiated on the way home. I called my wife. I said, I just quit my job. Oh she boy. Said, what? <laughs> oh boy. You turn around and go back there. <laughs> so uh, she said, oh, we'll be fine. We, you know, we went through this before. Yep. And so uh, we started up with this. And so I became, you know, that encore entrepreneur as it were, were, left one career, started another one. I'm too young to retire. And if and I had to sit still, it'd kill me. I know. See, I think you and I are a lot alike. You know, we, Stephanie and I, as we're up in uh, Maryland right now, we'll be leaving to go to Rhode Island in a few weeks. So th this is the 60-day period where we meet with doctors, dentists, accountants, and all those meetings that we have from our Pennsylvania life. And, um, and our financial guy says, so what are you thinking of retiring? And so we came up with a five-year plan, and Steph goes, don't even – there's no way in the world Jim can sit still. So he may say he's going to retire. He's still going to have clients probably for 30 years, God willing. But, it, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, a lot of people – I like how you said that, encore entrepreneur. I, I think I've heard that, but that's, that's a pretty cool expression. It, it, it kind of paints a picture of where you are in your life. And I think it's true, David um, – so many people, when I, and believe me, when I wrote my business plan, uh, you know, I think I probably um, Googled, I went to the library back in 2001 and got some books on it and, and answered the questions, you know, where are you going to get money? And I just filled in, nobody will lend me money. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was broken in debt from 18 months of unemployment and my medical expenses. And so I've said, well, check that box. But you know, what, you know what was important? One of the things that I had to think about and became part of my business plan back then because of my past career in retail and at one point I was a manager with like 100 employees, I said, I will have no employees in my business. I mean, that was one of my goals. And, you know, I have some 1099 subcontractors, but I have no employees. Um, so that was important. But I think because I put it in my business plan, it made me think about it and it, and it kind of, I kind of stayed true. But what are some of the issues that people have with business planning? Um, so, oh, I got so many questions, but I'll stop there. What right. are some of the issues that people have with business planning? The first one is just, you know, what you and I have been discussing here is it's that fear. How do I start it? What do I do? Where do I even find help? I'm like you. When I first started working on all these things many years ago when, in, when I had my agency, I read books and I came away more confused than when I even started reading them. Uh, so I sat down you know, and did a lot of searching, but I just started breaking it down. And so they, they try to think of this business plan as this great, big, huge document. And they're so overwhelmed instead of breaking it down, you know, like eating that elephant one bite at a time. 
you know, I, I get people to understand it. You no, know, no, don't think big picture. And this one, think small picture and go into detail. So they look at that and it kind of helps relieve that fear. But the, one of the other issues that people have, and after talking with several loan officers, they'll put together one year financials. Well, what are you going to do the second, third, fourth, and fifth year? And people haven't even thought that far out. They're looking, okay, let me get through this first year. But they're not looking at that big picture and trying to convert that into writing, uh, either in numbers and goals and things. And so it ends up being uh, a lot of fear and unknowns of what to even start with. And so that's where I came in and trying to help people, give them at least an idea of where to put these things, where to find the information that they're looking for. Um, one of my um, one of my clients, David, is is in the um, business loan area, and so he has some software that helps people get business loans. But one of the documents I think that most bankers use, and no disrespect, but most of the bankers that I've ever met and talked to are so like, like just scripted and by the book, right? They're not entrepreneurial, um, and I think a business plan, a well written business plan, is one of the things that helps show them that you're kind of real and you're taking it seriously. Would you agree with that? Oh, wholeheartedly. Uh, one of the most important pieces of that business plan is that summary in the front that gives you that 30 second first impression. When people look at that document, that one or two page at the very outside summarizes the rest of those documents within that plan. And so that tells them what that business is all about. And so many of them, yeah, it's, because they've never seen the world from the entrepreneurial lens that they don't have a clue. And I've been fortunate enough to work with several in our area that, that really understand what it takes and go the extra mile to help the people that want to borrow the money to start their business uh, or give them some other options that they can use. And so that's been beneficial to some of the people that I've worked with. Yeah. Um, when I got into franchising, um, I learned so much from the uh, franchise attorney we work with, but um, there was a thing called an, a UFOC, Unifo Uniform Off Franchise Offering Circular. It was what's the official document. And he told me, and I kind of liken this to my business, my business plan. I, feel free to disagree with me, but he said, Jim, the UFOC is a document that that's, um, it makes the relationship, it defines it, blah, 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 blah. But he said, realistically, once you get started, you want to put that in a drawer and, and never look at it. The only reason it comes out of the drawer is if you're in trouble, usually. Um, once a business plan is written and, a, and a, you know, a small business owner, whether it's a year out, three years out, or five years out, do you find them going back and looking at the business plan? Or is that really just the, is that like one of the essential tools to getting started? Um, it's, you know, that's the essential tool to start up. But it's a living, breathing document, unlike your, you know, your uh, UFOC where you put it in a drawer. Uh, sometimes I see people that haven't updated their business plan in 10 years or you know, even five years and say, oh, my goodness, I'm going a completely different direction than what I laid out. Yeah. You know, and then like in your situation where you use subcontractors, I had uh, part-time employees when I had my agency that I gave them the marketing piece and say, this is your job. Here's my marketing piece. Here's what I want to do. Here's the calendar. Here's the money. Do it. And track everything. And I explained to them the whole process. But I gave them the pieces they need that were relevant to the job that they were doing. And so 
things may change, but sometimes, uh, like a lot of our entrepreneur uh, folks that chase that shiny object, it helps keep me on track because I have my business plan for my uh, business planning business right now sitting right next to me on in front um, on my desk here because I use it all the time just to help refocus. Is this where I want to go? Unlike using it as a doorstop because it was so thick. And so there's you different know, uses, but that's I. It's a living, breathing document that has to be used in in many mm, forms. That's so interesting. You know, when I went. My first year of college was 1977, so that's how old I am. And um, I remember I took this business class, and one of the lessons that we learned was, um, well, it had to do with business plan, but also just planning in general. And I thought that you always want to have a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year and or 10-year plan. And in 1977, I will tell you that sort of made sense to me, but I think today, when you think about 10, 10 years into the future, even how we run our businesses today is so much different than it was in 2009, right? Just 10 years previous to now. And so what you're saying, I believe, David, is that a business plan is a living, breathing document every once in a while. I mean, should you get it out and just rewrite it? Or do you, you know, is that what you're suggesting? Well, I, I recommend to my clients that at the end of the year, you know, update it for what you think you're going to do next year. You know, you have your big picture, you know, where do you want the business to go? And that's the key focus. But like you say, uh, we don't even have to go back 10 years to see how things have changed the way we do our business today. Uh, you go back two years and there's so much technology that's come out that allows us to operate different. So I look at it, it's a one-year operating plan, but your key components, your mission, vision, and some of your other pieces are going to remain the same. So you update your financials, maybe what are your goals for next year as you do your year planning for what you want to accomplish. That all becomes part of the business plan. So I look at right, then really uh, evaluate every three or four years, maybe your mission and vision. Is this still relevant to the focus of what I'm doing? And so it's something that definitely needs to be updated on a regular basis. So let's um – Let's uh, uh, diversify our conversation just a little bit. I'm curious because, you know, the people listen to this program for over six years are entrepreneurs and, you know, business plans are good and things like that, but they're also interested in, in our story. So um, I always ask people, did you start off becoming an entrepreneur? We now know that. No, you were, you were an encore entrepreneur. But what when you started your business, um, did you immediately call yourself the business plan answer man or – or, you know, what were, what were your first steps forward? Well, when I started uh, this Encore process here, it's, uh, I came out of the insurance business. Like I said, I took about a year off to refocus a little bit, deal with some other personal issues. And then I started working at it, and I was having a hard time identifying that name that was really going to focus on what I do. And I was in a mastermind group at the time uh, with a mutual friend. And uh, we worked on this, and I was sitting in a uh, marketing boot camp he hosted. And we were in a hot seat, and uh, they were kind of showing me as I was the guinea pig of how this all came about. And it's about three years ago. And one of the participants, uh, Brad Zales, um, who was, sit was in the uh, – audience there and he was one of the speakers of the event but he said hey let's go old school because that was my focus how do I get people to understand what I do 
Then he says, let's go old school. He says, you remember the shell business or the shell answer man? You know, we're, so we start dating ourselves when we talk about the commercials for shell gasoline about the answer man. And he says, let's put that as the business plan answer man. And it kind of stuck, but it kind of identified the, the focus that I've taken my business uh, ever since that way and even before, but just trying to find that little niche that, um, like yourself, the dream business coach tells people that, you know, you help people build their dream business and I help people with their business plans. That's pretty cool. I know Brad well. He's a good guy. Um, and, and therefore, it also shows the power of mastermind in your, in your answer there. So as the business plan answer man, um, how do you, you know, I know you do interviews like this, you have your book, et cetera. So do people, um, do they write in questions, email you? Do you do webinars? I mean, how are, how are you growing your business? I spend a lot of time networking with uh, key referral partners, small business association, chamber of commerces. Um, I spend a lot of time doing podcast interviews like yours. And uh, just word of mouth is a lot of it in uh, tying in that, trying to get them at least with the links to the, my website. We'll give them access to that. But I will get referrals from uh, friends uh, in different parts of the country that know me say, well, Somebody says, well, I need to do this. Well, you better call Dave. He can help you. And so it's been successful, but I need to kick it up that next notch over the next year. Um, laying out my plans right now is how we're going to increase this, uh, the number of people coming in, because it's just, as everybody knows, starting a business is one of the key pieces of advice I was given was this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And so, so, David, um, I'm curious who, and from, Wait, so when did you start? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it uh, about four years now. Well, maybe I'll take it back. I've lost track of time. About five years. Cause I started really hitting it hard in 2014. Okay. And then I really kicked it in because I retired at the end of 11, took 13 off and, 14, and 12 off, and most of 13 I was doing kind of the planning of what I wanted to do and really started picking it in on – and, uh, in 2014, but one of the key resources I went, I love to go to live events. That's yep. just my passion because that's where you, you meet such great people. That's actually how you and I have met over the years. Uh, but I got to, went to one instructional workshop and I like to get there early because I hate being late. And I got a chance to visit with the instructor. And then her and I were sitting there talking and she is a, Google partner and has her own agency and but she also is a uh, for score she is a counselor for score and she can only do so much with their business plans so she has became a great referral source one of many that sends me business on a regular basis that's fantastic now I have my own preconceived notions but I want to hear from you your the best potential clients, are they kind of bootstrapping entrepreneurs? Are they former, you know, corporate types that are going to start a small business? Uh, I, I, I believe it's self-evident that, it, you know, and I think it's kudos to you for hooking up with SCORE and, and local chambers and, you know, Better Business Bureau, things like that. But outside of the organizations that teach, because I, I do believe a business plan is one of, very necessary, I'm not saying that, but it's also one of those I think you use the term old school things, right? And that, that makes it even more important. But 
for people, and I don't know if it's an age thing, but I think for freewheeling entrepreneurs, do they, do they have to be taught by the business plan answer man or do they, do they also recognize like, where's your biggest pool of prospective customers? I have uh, been getting a lot that are similar to myself that are in a process of getting close to retirement age or they have retired or downsized or whatever their positions were phased out, but they're too young to retire. Uh, you take a type A personality and tell them, you know, you're out. Well, they're going to go nuts or drive their spouse nuts if that's the case. And so I've been identifying those groups and trying to meet with them because one, they've got the money to pay the bills. Unlike those that are bootstrapping it, that want it for nothing. Right. Uh, and so they have an idea and they also have a little expertise behind them in one aspect of running a business may not be what they need, but they at least they have an idea of what the business world is all about. So those are the key focuses that I try to look for as I bring in new clients uh, and then dabble in the uh, bootstrappers to round it out. But it, those can be some great resources, but I also give them ideas of where they might find money if they don't have it. Wonderful. So what would you say with the, with the clients that you've worked with um, who, who, you know, they come to you and do you actually produce uh, business plans for people? Yes. What, what I do is I developed based on my book and much other information that I've gathered over the years and continue is a, a set of templates. Yeah. And so, all right, here's the information I need. And then I have different scales that if you want to do it this way and create it yourself, we'll, we've got one package and, and set it up that way. But I give them the documents to help build that. And then at the end, I'll take that and I'll combine it, polish it up, fluff it up, add in a little more research that I do to give them a well-rounded plan. And then I also help them make any changes over the next several months. If say they apply to one lender and they're not happy, they move to another lender and they want something else. I also help them continue that for a few months after we've worked just as part of the package. So they get the best overall use of it and up-to-date information. So what is like, um, what would be one or two tips that you could share for somebody that's either going, going through the process now, or, you know, maybe they've even got six months or a year under their belt, but they're going, you know, I never really ticked that box. Maybe I should do that before we, we start going down the wrong path. Well, I think the biggest thing is to sit down and see if, if that product that they're, or service that they're going to offer is something viable. And that's the key one. It may not be where you can make enough money to generate a full living off of it if that's what you want to do. If you're looking to supplement, that might be an ideal piece. And so I always look at what's the market for your product or service. But one of the biggest things I found is people think being a business owner is a glorious thing. And they got this preconceived notion that, oh, you know, they're always doing this or this. They don't see the hours and hours and hours on end that behind the scenes that they don't see. So I try to help them understand what it's going to take and are they willing to invest the necessary resources and time to build the business. I have about, I, I'm sorry, I have about three minutes left. I, I want to get another question. I, I definitely want you to give out your information. So you, you and I have something else in common. We're both students of Napoleon Hill. How do you apply um, 
Napoleon's teachings in, in your everyday life and, and how you run your business? Well, that I've learned about Napoleon Hill back before I started with the insurances. My interview process went on in that in late 70s, early 80s. And then, uh, so I've learned about those things and helped develop that focus that, you know, they talk about that definite purpose of why am I doing what I'm doing? And that just builds it from in everyday life as well into the business and my volunteer efforts. And so I use those, I keep all of them handy so I can remind myself of what it is, but there's so much in everything we do, we just don't realize it. And I think once the people learn this and, and understand that these principles have been there, the self-discipline, we have to be focused, otherwise we wouldn't do what we're gonna do and be able to work from home or in your case, from your boat, you're floating home. Uh, yeah, also my home. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you're floating home. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's there's a lot of these key pieces that we have to do focus. Even raising kids, they all came into play. And sometimes as I read through them, I said, well, wait a minute, I've been doing that. And it's a reminder. But I keep, I, Think and Grow Rich is an annual read for me at least once. Yep. And so I have learned to really take those. And sometimes it's a chore to, to stay focused. And so those help me keep going and doing what I'm doing in the right direction to be better at person and business owner. Well, that's awesome. Hey, what a great interview, David. Thanks for coming on. How do people find you, connect with you, learn from you? How do they get your books? Give, give uh, us all the 411. Okay. Well, you can find me on most social media, the Facebook, uh, there's a group uh, or a, a business page for the business plan answer man on LinkedIn, but, Go to my website at businessplananswerman.com and there's a lot of information there. There is a box. If you have questions, you can shoot that or email me at dave at businessplananswerman.com. Find me on one of the social media platforms. But uh, what I like to do is uh, underneath uh, any of these podcast interviews like yours that we do, um, I'll give a, people that want to contact me uh, any of the ways and just put in there Jim Palmer and we'll have a 30 minute free consultation about your business and see if I can give you any tips and help you in any questions that you may have. Very good. So Dave, David at businessplananswerman.com and on social media, business plan answer man on Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. Um, oh, and no, that's what I, the email is Dave at business plan answer. Man. Oh, Dave. Dave. Okay. -E -E. All right. Well, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest you change that on your one sheet. Cause it's, yeah, it is. I got it on there. Okay. That's probably <laughs> what the problem was. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I read it right off the, the information your, your uh, gal sent me. Okay. Dave, David, Dave, David L. Brown, however you want to be referred to. Thank you so much for being my guest on dream business radio. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks Jim. I really appreciated your time and uh, having me on as a guest. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with David Brown, the business plan answer man. And again, just for, for uh, clarity, Dave, D-A-V-E at businessplananswerman.com. If you and I are only connected on this podcast, you must fix that grievous error. You can go to any of my social media. You can find me at getjimpalmer.com. I have a free Facebook group called Build Your Dream Business Now. And the quick handy link to get there is dreambizgroup, dreambizgroup.com. And that is it. Until next week, the same time, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. 
Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.